Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we hear from DJ Lalama of Pro Prep Academy on why they've had to shut down their league until further notice because of the code red situation in Winnipeg. We'll also hear from Stefan Sabara of Valor FC on his decision to come back to the team. That's on the podcast. First guest of the night, and this involves a postponement not just hockey affected by the announcement of code red restrictions pro prep academy run by montreal alouettes linebacker and winnipeg native dj lalama has had to shut down all activities that includes the flag football league that dj is putting on with the help of bombers running back andrew harris dj joins us now on the show dj thanks for hopping on a tough day today but uh, I, I take it this was really your only option right yeah, you know what? As soon as we saw the news and, and what the government had recommended, um, it was a very quick phone call with, with Andrew and, uh, you know, Football Manitoba. And uh, we didn't see another option um, that made sense at this time to, to ensure the health and safety of, of everyone involved in pro prep. So how many weeks in was the season here? Yeah, so we were, we were I think, at the end of five weeks. Um, we had two more to go. Uh, so again, you know, that's, that's the regrettable part, right? Is, is you always want to be able to see things through and, you know, just seeing the passion and, and the excitement and, um, you know, seeing, seeing smiles on kids' faces again, uh, for the last, you know, five weeks was something that we wanted to be able to, uh, to ensure that we could take to the end. Um, unfortunately, you know, the way the the cases are going here, um, there's, there's things much more important than flag football. And, and it's, it's tough to say that we want to be out there. We want to be having fun with, with all of the pro prep members and, and their parents and their families. But um, again, to, to ensure their safety um, and to make sure that we're doing our part in Winnipeg here to, uh, to kind of flatten this curve now, uh, we didn't see another choice. And to be clear, I know you guys normally have games on Friday night. Uh, tonight's games are, are postponed? Correct, yeah. Effective immediately, we sent out a press release to, uh, to all of our members, um, all of the coaches, captains, um, just kind of stating our view, our take on it, um, the direction we are going. Um, and again, we call it being uh, proactive instead of reactive, but, uh, you know, risking whatever could happen over the next two game days. Uh, it didn't make sense um, to, to put our members through that um, and to, uh, to increase their risk and their family's risk. So, again, uh, a tough decision, but one that we, we absolutely thought was necessary. And I imagine you would be open to the opportunity of starting it back up again uh, if and when things get better on the COVID front. But then again, there's also winter coming. So have have you had that discussion yet? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a ton of uh, behind-the-scenes internal conversations and, and items in the works to ensure that, uh, again, everyone that's put their trust and faith in us, um, that we will be able to execute something uh, when we get the green light to do so. Um, there'll be more details and, and more announcements to follow. But again, right now, um, the health and safety of everyone involved is, you know, and really for the greater population of Winnipeg is, is first and foremost. And um, we'll ensure that we're doing our part on the back end to make sure that, uh, you know, these kids have something to look forward to uh, when, when, you know, safety allows us to. Now it was five weeks in. How many weeks was the season originally planned to be? Yeah, so the season itself was going to be six weeks um, and then playoffs. So everyone would have had 10 regular season games. Uh, most teams are, are at that seven-ish mark uh, right now. Um, and then obviously playoffs would have happened. Um, again, if this is only a two-week thing and 
you know, by any chance we're allowed to get back on the field there for, for one more week, who knows? Um, it's a little too early to, to speculate on that, but um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, we were looking forward to finishing it off strong, but nonetheless, uh, you have to make some decisions. And again, I think we, we all know that uh, we have to do our part to ensure that, you know, everyone in Winnipeg can, can stay safe here. So in the five weeks that it was on the field, how was it? Honestly, it was, it was unreal. Um, you know, being under the lights, just seeing the emotions, the raw emotions um, of, of everyone involved, the, the kids, the coaches, the, the parents getting excited, showing up, braving the cold. Um, you know, it, it felt like a, a community, a, a sports community. And I mean, that's really the whole premise from, from the start is we know that sports can bring people together. And um, obviously there was a ton of voids um, left by, you know, regular sport not being able to take place the way it, it normally would. Um, and we are, and we consider ourselves very fortunate to have, uh, you know, been able to be a part of uh, these kids and, and these families' lives over the last five, six weeks. And and like I said, it's it's unfortunate we have to press pause, but definitely excited to uh, to continue this um, when when again it's it's safe to do so. Now, last week there was snow on the ground. Last week, right? Well, there was snow on the ground last week. There was a little bit, um, and it kind of came and went. And then uh, we had to show up uh, an hour and forty-five minutes early on on Wednesday night to uh, to shovel out the lines and um, you know make sure that uh, the refs could see you know where they were spotting the ball. So again, you know, even even being in those in those cold weather games, the snow's falling. Um, typically, that's when meaningful football is being played. And and you add the lights to that, and and again, it was it was almost a spectacle. You know, you would come out you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock for your game. And, you know, you can see the emotion, you can see, you know, the anticipation, the the rawness and, and excitement in, in everyone that was involved. And um, that's, that's why we did this. Um, we, we wanted to give kids an opportunity to con- continue to compete and have fun. And um, again, shorter than we wanted to, but I think we, I think we were able to deliver that. And, and again, this is just the first step. Um, there's much more, kind of waiting in the wings here, uh, you know, when, when health and safety allows us to, to move forward. Well, I'm sure for you that took you back to the St. Paul's days when you're playing meaningful high school football into November, didn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, for me, being, you know, being able to relate with how a lot of these kids are feeling right now, just in terms of how important the game of football or, or any sport for that matter is, and especially at, you know, grade 11, grade 12, um, you know, those unknowns right now for them are, are hard and, and I, and I feel for them and I empathize with them. And again, we wanted to give them an outlet where, you know, we could soften that blow of not being able to compete, you know, in their grade 11 or 12 years, the way that they normally would. And um, yeah, I mean, all high schools, you know, all the kids that enrolled, um, this is the time of year where yeah you'd be getting ready for a playoff push or, or, or a finals, a championships playing at IGF and, and doing those things with your teammates. And like I said, it's, it's tough. Um, I wish it was different for, for everyone's sake, um, but these are obviously, uh, this is the hand that we've all been dealt. So we, we got to kind of buckle down here and, and ensure that we're, we're doing everything we can on an individual note to, uh, to, to, to get back to normal at some point, right? Um, code red, two hard weeks. Uh, you know, let's, let's do this together and, and overcome it together. Absolutely. Before I let you go, just from a, a CFL standpoint, have you heard anything about the future plans of the league? You know, there's been some mutterings kind of behind the scenes um, about what potentially uh, next year could look like, um, how real or or fabricated those are. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm not going to really talk on details on that fact. But, um, 
nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing uh, concrete where, you know, I'm getting excited or super down one way or the other. Um, I respect the people that are working behind the scenes to ensure that again, you know, potentially CFL football can return next year um, if it's safe to do so. And, and again, I'm, I'm a player. All I can do is ensure that I'm ready to, uh, to contribute to my team whenever, whenever we get the green light. Uh, I think everyone in Canada would, would like to see CFL back for the most part and, and hopefully we can deliver. But like I said, I think there's a lot of qualified people um, doing their due diligence to, to give us every opportunity to, uh, to hit the ground running next spring. I'm sure you're not just sitting on the couch, but when do you, I guess, ramp up training to get ready for a season next year? Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, I took a little time off once the announcement was made um, just to kind of, you know, clear my head, let my body relax. Uh, it was it was a long nine-month off season, um, But now, you know, getting back into it the last couple of weeks and by no means is it intense, you know, the way it normally would be. But, you know, stay in shape here over the next couple of months. And then, you know, once the new year hits, uh, start revving it up as if it was a normal off season. Um, the timelines will kind of be back to, to being the same, being normal. So, um, yeah, probably probably the new year to, to really start ramping it up for, for a prospective season. Well, DJ, I appreciate your time tonight. appreciate you coming on uh, the last couple of times to talk about this league, and hopefully we can have you on again in a few weeks and have a, a happy conversation about uh, the league getting back going again. Hey, that'd be fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, all the kind words, all the support. Um, and, and just kind of staying in communication here. And uh, Andrew and I definitely really appreciate it, and, and so do all the members um, that were able to, to play flag football with us this, this fall. That is DJ Lalama of Pro Prep Football Academy in the Montreal Alouettes, a Manitoba Bison graduate. Now, Valor FC also continues to solidify its lineup for 2021 today, announcing the signing of Stefan Sabara. The 29-year-old winger, who was born in Croatia but raised in Windsor, Ontario, first joined Valor in March after spending his previous season in Serbia. Played in all seven of Valor's contests in the Island Games this summer, totaling 529 minutes played and one assist, also drawing a penalty. And Sabra joins us now from Windsor. Stefan, why did you want to return to Valor? You know, I think it's it's a great organization. I had um, two more, a few, four months to to see what, what it was all about. Um, I had a you know great experience uh, when I came into March, and yeah, I, you know they were the only team. Uh, they were the first team to give me an opportunity after I became a free agent to uh, to bring me in and uh, and give me an opportunity. So it was something that I wanted to get back to the club to give a full season. So you got yeah. so you got here really right before everything got shut down. Then yes, I was actually there two weeks. I was in Winnipeg two weeks before uh, everything closed down, and thankfully I you know. I got home uh, right before everything went on lockdown. So you spent, uh, I guess, time at home training. When did you get back to Winnipeg? Uh, got back in Winnipeg in June. Okay. June 24th. And so, that's, uh, yeah. so you were, I guess, part of that uh, phased-in approach to training. What was it, about a month and a half before you went off to PEI? Yeah, about a month and a half. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough uh, preseason trying to fit everything uh into a month and a half with with fitness and you know we couldn't play scheduled games so basically our first game of the tournament was our first preseason game so, and that's got to yeah. be that's got to be tough yeah it was i think you know if you watch the tournament you know we got it better and better as each game went on i think um you know if the if we had a full uh, full season we could have done a done a lot better obviously and we got into our group kind of late into it so it wasn't easy definitely 
in that way, does this group kind of feel like there's unfinished business then? Well, of course. I think we showed in, in numerous games uh, in, in PEI that we outplayed a lot of the teams and, and not by a little. You know, we were moving the ball very well. We were keep possession. We just couldn't. We had a hard time finding that. And uh, I think this season we know that and it's something we're going to improve on definitely. And if we prove on that, we can uh, we can make a big wave next season. And I imagine, too, the bonding experience of not just the lead-up to heading off to PEI, where you're kind of just stuck indoors with the same guys, but when you're in PEI altogether, I imagine that was quite the bonding experience. It, yeah, you know, it felt like a huge, like, uh, field trip. as uh, Because even as a professional player, the most you ever spend uh, together is maybe a week or two weeks in preseason somewhere. But being there for a month and a half is... Uh, was definitely experience. Thank, thank God we all got along. There was no fights or arguments that could happen, you know, and that probably happened with a lot of teams. But, you know, we stuck it out. And uh, overall, it was a good experience, you know. First uh, first experience I've ever had like that, though. What did you guys do off the pitch just to spend the time? We tried to keep entertained. So we had our, our own team room that had, like, ping pong. And, you know, we had a... Uh, Games was set up. Well, obviously, a lot of movies in in the uh, when we had our time off. Uh, we had a huge balcony, so we could soak up the sun, but we could not leave the hotel. So most of the tanning and uh, and uh, and stuff like that was done on the balcony. So yeah, not, ma- a, not not a lot. No, I had Master Casher on the show a couple times, and he was bragging about how good he was at FIFA and how he beat everybody. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a gamer, so uh, I had my roommate Austin. So there's three gamers on the team that are like pros. These guys can make a living playing games. That's Austin Ricci, Dylan Curro, and James Pentemis. I would, I would be trying to fall asleep, and they'd be playing their uh, their COD. It's called Warzone, and these guys were at it every single day. So I passed the time. I was listening to music, and those three played COD. So they know I always get at them because uh, they make fun of me because I couldn't sleep because of them. But yeah, definitely not the gaming type. You never felt tempted to pick up a controller just to see what it was like? No. The last time I had a, a video game console was PS1 when it first came out, like in 2000. After that, uh, I've never played video games. So. Wow. You just, what's, yeah. you're just not appealing <laughs> to you then? Yeah, just not. You know what? There's so many things I'd rather be doing than staring at a TV screen and playing video games. I'd rather watch a movie or listen to music before I pick up a, a video game controller. Yeah, I know it's uh, surprising to a lot of people, but uh, I don't know. It's the way I am. I think... Uh, passing the time doing other things is you know is more productive than uh than playing video games nothing wrong with that so speaking of yeah. passing time what are you doing right these days to to spend the time this is your off you know, season it's, yeah it's it's a long off season i'm trying to stay as fit as possible obviously i'm gonna get my trainer and train here on a regular basis it all depends on the covid regulations and gyms opening up and uh, of course i'm doing a lot of individual work so, but just try and stay as fit as possible and play as much footy as, as possible before leading up to preseason. What are the restrictions like now in Windsor? Um, right now, they're, you know, they're less than they are in Toronto and Northern Ontario. I think uh, we're still, uh, we can still go to the gym. We can still go to cafes and restaurants. But, you know, with the case, number of cases increasing every single day, I'm not surprised if we go back to stage two, like Toronto, pretty soon. Okay. Do you have a group that you train with or are you mostly on your own? I'm mostly on my own, but I do play pickup and uh, try to get into some, you know, some amateur games uh, on the weekends if it's possible for sure. Do you uh, follow any other sports or are you mostly just focused on what you're doing? 
I focus on what I'm doing, but I follow other sports as well. Basketball. I'm a basketball guy. Um, so I watch the playoffs and, and all that. Even in PEI, I started watching them. But there's not much sports going on other than the Champions League, obviously. I'm watching that. Um, and, yeah, so mostly footy. Do you have a specific team that you root for overseas? Um, I like Manchester United. I'm a Manchester fan, so hopefully they get their, you know, their stuff together and uh, continue to produce good performances. I'll, uh, yeah, but Manchester is for sure one of them. I guess for you, after playing in the island games in front of nobody, it's not as weird <laughs> seeing the Champions League matches in empty stadiums. Yeah, it's not the same, obviously, but, you know, over TV, they kind of, uh, you know, they put the noises of the fans and, they kind of make it a more appealing to to TV viewers, but it's definitely not the same even watching Champions League. So I, we all hope this passes soon and everything gets back to normal and the fans are allowed to return uh, to the stadiums. But there are a few Champions League games that are watched where they would did allow fans, just uh, obviously social distancing. So a fan every few seats, which was okay to see. It's better than nothing, and I'm sure yeah, for definitely. for you playing in Winnipeg, I don't know what you've heard from some of your teammates that have been here when there were fans in the stands, but that's something that you'd probably be looking forward to here. Oh, well, of course. You know, from what I know and from what I heard, that Winnipeg has the best fans in the league, so I'm really excited to feel that to feel that atmosphere and feel that you know energy that they bring into the stadium. So I'm really really looking forward uh, to next season. And I guess if everything is kind of normal-ish, that would be about March you'd be coming back here? Yeah, so preseason will start in March. I don't know if I'll come to Winnipeg um, before that, but preseason starts in March. So yeah, that's it's a long it's a long wait till March. More mentally than anything. Yeah, how do you get over that hump, the grind of this, this long off-season with the uncertainty of, of not knowing if it will happen? What the, you did the season, if, if it will happen, yeah. you know what? I think if you're a football, you have to be optimistic or any athlete right now, given the times you have to be optimistic. We just hope everything gets back to normal. Um, we obviously felt the disappointment this year of not being able to have a full season and only playing seven games without fans. Um, so we really are optimistic and hope everything gets back to normal as soon as possible. Well, Stefano, I appreciate you joining us tonight here. Stay safe in winter, and hopefully we get to talk to you in normal times next year. Anytime, Christian. Thank you. Stefan Sabara of Valor FC. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast, please. Subscribe? You can rate it? What's the worst that could happen?